Welcome to One Action, a podcast by PepsiCo, where we highlight contributors to the sustainable food system across the region. I'm Rona Halabi. I am joined on the show today by Zaid Souqi, who founded the Orenda Tribe in 2015 when he decided to take a step back to discover his purpose. Today, the Orenda Tribe is a movement for the youth who are creating change through art and storytelling. I took a year off to reflect on what I want out of my career and what I want to do in life. Um, also, something else that was happening around that same time period is, uh, is the Syrian war was, was taking place. There were so many um, difficult things happening in the region. Uh, so I, through that uh, reflective journey and through, throughout uh, trying to figure out what I want to do in, in my life, I came up with an, uh, the idea of the Oranda tribe, which is basically uh, using uh, art as a tool to engage youth uh, to make positive change in their lives. Um, and this is actually the meaning of Oranda. The meaning of Oranda is a mystical force that is inside all of us that empowers us to make change in our lives and the lives of others. So my first uh, interaction with uh, with kids was in the Zatari refugee camp, which is the second largest refugee camp in the world. It's located in Jordan. I went there with the Save the Children's team, and it was an experiment for me to see uh, to see how art would work with kids if 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 it is something that they would like, if it's something that would engage them. So I went there. I went into a caravan um, and I didn't know how to start. So I actually, I just uh, had a piece of paper and I started drawing. And the guy next to me uh, called Muhammad, he was 10 years old. He started, I, I, I drew a fish on a piece of paper and he started replicating what I'm doing. And then all the kids started drawing together and we uh, engaged together through art. And it was a really cool experience. Uh, that and from from that uh, art workshops we created our first collection and we gave back to the same community uh, we provided uh, furniture and resources and uh, and art supplies and more to the same community so it's it's the artwork of a kid that uh, enabled us to to give back to the community and and the kids knew that so it was a way to show them that you can make change in your community even if it was uh, from a small action, you can start somewhere and you can uh, have a big impact on your community. Um, so it was a it was a really nice experience, which then expanded into other communities outside of refugee camps to other kids um, to till where we are today. You've come a long way since since you started, and you are working with very diverse communities, and uh, you're also working with uh, adults as well. It's not only about children anymore. How do you deal with the difference, different needs that these communities have? What what I realized through through these six or seven years that we worked uh, uh, in during our work is that we all share similar things as as human beings. Uh, we all share uh, similar emotions. We all share similar needs, uh, and that's where working with all communities came into place. Um, for example, today we have three pillars in the Oranda tribe that all people share. Uh, the first pillar is self-awareness. So if we are self-aware, if we understand our own emotions and our own behaviors first, then we can understand other people. Uh, and this is where empathy comes in, our second pillar. And so if we understand ourselves and we understand others, then we can have do uh, action in the community around us. This is where our third pillar comes in, which is compassion. So if, if we help people uh, be self-aware, have empathy, 
and then be compassionate uh, in the world that they are living in, then they can find their oranda and they can influence positive change in their communities. And uh, this is the com common thing between all the communities that we are working with. Um, so that's what I love about the pro progression of our journey and uh, the things that we realized through our work. Mm, it's definitely amazing how art can bring people together. Um, but I want to also go back to the fact that you also started with um, T-shirts with, with drawing on them. Uh, and you are wearing uh, one of these T-shirts now as we speak. So um, I want to go back to that as well. And, you know, the fact that you started from um, designs that children are making on T-shirts and then, you know, going really bigger in, in the scope that you are working with. Yes. Uh, so one of, one of our uh, main things, uh, something that we are big on, is amplifying youth's voices. So it started with, with children's art and illustrating this children's art and, and making it reach uh, people around the world. And today it, it became amplifying uh, their voices on important social topics. So we work with, uh, with kids on different things, such as recycling, children's rights, um, so many different topics. We take their input and their expression and their artwork, and then we amplify this to other people across the world to inspire people to lead compassionate lives. Uh, and we're still big on this. Uh, we believe that uh, uh, kids and the younger generation will play a major role in, in change, especially in our uh, region of the world. And this is why we, uh, we, we engage with kids uh, in a way that shows them that uh, they are going to be part of this change in a way that empowers them to take action in the community. Uh, and we show this through listening to them and through uh, showing their artwork on different platforms, whether it's a T-shirt or it's a publication um, or different, different uh, platforms. Tabzaid, tell me more about your engagement with children specifically on topics, you know, like topics that are serious topics, like when we talk about food security or water issue or climate change. Um, how do you do so that you bring these topics closer to the kids? We work with uh, each uh, age group in a different way. Um, so, for example, with kids for the for climate change and water scarcity, uh, we cre we created a story with them, and the story has the villain, which is the climate change monster, and the climate change monster represents everything uh, that is happening with climate change today and all the negative impacts of climate change. We embody this in, into a climate change monster. And then when they think of the solutions, uh, we created superheroes with them. And they make these superheroes into dolls. And each superhero has the power to save the world and to tackle one of these climate change issues uh, and to defeat this climate change monster. And then from that climate change uh, monster and the superhero, we create a story together that makes it simple for them to understand what's happening on climate change and also to take this story and to work uh, work with it with other kids across the world so that it becomes a from youth for youth kind of thing. Uh, and this is one example where we uh, sim simplify, um, simplify a topic using storytelling and art. Definitely. And I also want to add to what you're saying, uh, because you've, you also have uh, a storyteller on your team. Yes. And that's also, you know, one important uh, uh, tool, if I may say, uh, to reach to the younger uh, generations. 
So tell us more about that. And, and you know, why do you think uh, that it's important to have a storyteller? Well, we, when we started, it was only art. And then throughout the time, we brought in stories in the, in the workshops. It started by coincidence. But this is when I saw the engagement uh, rise even one level further. Uh, us as human beings, we love stories. It's been in our culture since uh, hundreds, years ago, hundreds of years ago, if not more. Um, and uh, and and when the more we integrated stories in our uh, workshops and into in our uh, programs, the more engagement we saw. Uh, and this is why we brought in the story, and we have the storyteller coming with us uh, to Beirut, hopefully, and he's always with us in the in the campaigns we work on. And we actually train uh, the teachers on how to do storytelling, and we have the story on YouTube available for, for anyone who wants to, to watch it and learn about this campaign and to teach their kids about recycling in a fun and interesting and engaging way. I just have to, you know, second what you're saying because I have experienced firsthand that storytelling session. And, you know, I remember having everyone engaged, not only the kids, like all the adults, the parents were gathered around their kids and, you know, they were really interested in the story and even, you know, trying to answer questions, which was, you know, really uh, interesting to see. We'll talk a bit more about the impact of Zaid's work right after this short break. This podcast is brought to you by PepsiCo, where we've set a goal for our snacks business to be net water positive in Saudi Arabia by the end of this year. As you might know, one of our main food sources are potatoes. We work closely with our potato suppliers, local farmers, and irrigation and energy partners to reduce the water pre-production unit to 80% of our current use. Our target for Saudi Arabia follows our net water positive success in Jordan. You can find out more about PepsiCo Positive, our strategic end-to-end transformation framework at pepsico.com. Welcome back. I'm Rona Halabi, and you're listening to One Action with our guest, Zaid Souqi. How do you feel kids are responding to, to such issues? How do you try to measure the impact that your work is uh, having on these kids? So first of all, uh, the response. So the reason we chose art and we chose creativity is because when we went into schools and we saw kids uh, uh, learning in the traditional ways, there's there's like okay it's it's educational it's informative but somehow it is it, it's a boring i, I want to call it boring methodology that's been repetitive throughout so many different years that uh, did not change until today so what makes art and storytelling different is is the engagement and uh, what we found in schools and different communities is that when we go and address a topic through these two tools the kids want more and they want, uh, and they don't see it as any other class. They see it as fun and educational at the same time. So this is, uh, this is the, st- this is how they are responding to what we're doing. As for impact, we're we're trying so many different things. Uh, first of all, we t- we track the number of youth that we reach. We do surveys. Uh, we try to get back to the same communities to see if any changes are happening on the topic that we're we're working on. Uh, one example. Uh, that happened with us with a project with uh, Aquafina and PepsiCo in Nahda in Saudi Arabia is that after we changed, after we finished a workshop on recycling, uh, one of the mothers came next day and told us that her daughter told her to put the plastic bottle in the right bin and to recycle. So within one day, 
we saw that the kid is already uh, telling the adults how to act in a, in a right way when it comes to recycling and so on. And that's what we hope. We hope to have change agents. We hope that these kids become change agents on the topics that we, we work on. Indeed, that's actually a step further. So awareness is great, but when it leads to a change in behavior, that's even uh, better. And, you know, that brings me to our partnership. And we are very excited uh, to have been partners uh, with you for a while now. Uh, I mean, we have, uh, you know, tried to start this a couple of years ago, but because of COVID, it was not possible. But we are very happy to see that it has finally materialized. So uh, tell us more about this. Actually, my, my partnership with uh, our partnership with Aquafina and PepsiCo taught us a lot uh, in, in what we do. And it was a, an amazing learning experience. Um, basically, the objective of this partnership is to educate youth on recycling, upcycling plastic and environmental issues in a fun way. And, uh, and as I mentioned before, to make them change agents on these topics in, in their communities. Uh, plus, there's a big sustainability uh, factor in, in, the, in this partnership and by sustainability I mean reach and continuity of, of the campaign that we're working on. Basically it's an impact box that we created together. Uh, the impact box has a children's story, a fun children's story about Faisal and a group of plastic bottles that go through an adventure uh, to learn what recycling is and to give the plastic bottles a second life through recycling. There's also a superhero called Amal in this uh, in this story that helps the, the plastic bottles and Faisal throughout the journey. Then from this story, we created several tools. We created a coloring and educational book. We created a campaign booklet that teaches uh, students how to campaign in their schools and in their communities. Um, there's also a guide for teachers on how to use this impact box with other students and to increase our reach to more people. And this brings me to the training for trainers uh, part of the campaign. So what we're doing is we're taking this uh, impact box. We're going to different schools across the MENA region and communities. And we're teaching uh, uh, teachers and training uh, people how to use this box with students. Uh, plus, there's a digital aspect to it. So this was the advantage of the COVID situation, although it delayed us a little bit. But it opened our eyes to that uh, kids are spending a lot of time behind the screens. So we thought, why not make this uh, screen time beneficial and teach them something? So we related the impact box to a game called the Adventure of a Plastic Bottle, which is available for free for anyone across the world to learn about recycling, upcycling, and sorting, sorting waste. Um, and we've been working with Aquafina and PepsiCo for years now, and uh, the impact and reach is just growing every year. What kind of support do you expect your audience to have for you? So, like, if you are to tell our listeners how they can support your mission, uh, what would you tell them? I would tell them by taking action on the topics that we are raising awareness on, uh, by spreading the word, by, uh, by increasing our impact. Um, uh, again, what we're trying to do is to help people find the inner strength that will enable them to make change in their communities. Um, and we are inviting everyone to take part of this movement. That's why we call it the Oranda Tribe. It's not only us. One of our values is community. And everyone, we want everyone to become part of this, uh, this tribe that is trying to make change uh, in the community that we, we are in. 
people can learn more about us uh, on our website and social media and learn more about the topics that we're trying to to spread if uh, we have empathy on uh, if we have empathy on on everything on on the people around us on on our communities on our families on on the on the earth then that's where uh, change starts and we believe that change starts from us then the community then the world so it all starts with us leading by example Zaid, a few weeks ago, we were at the Abu Dhabi Sustainability Week and we were talking to Dr. Nabil Al-Yusuf from Posterity Institute and he was talking about the importance of integrating awareness into school curriculums. Is this something that you're thinking of to expand the work that you're doing? Yes, of course. This is uh, this is part of our plans and objectives. So basically, we, we imagine a world where, where schools and curriculums in schools are are not only about science and math and, and, and these topics. Uh, the topics are also about social topics and topics that are affecting our community on a daily basis. Imagine if climate change is part of the curriculum. Imagine if uh, gender equality is part of it. Imagine if uh, uh, so many important topics that uh, are taking place around us in the community today are part of school curriculums. Uh, we hope to reach that point, uh, to change education and make it uh, more fun for kids, something that they look forward uh, to take part in. Uh, and we believe that if the schools, um, gradu- if, if kids graduate from schools with such knowledge, the whole world will be a much better place. You can find links in the episode show notes to the Aranda Tribe website and apps where you can learn more about their initiatives as well as shop for their products. That brings us to the end of this episode and the first season of One Action. Thank you for listening in to all of our episodes and we hope you were able to learn more about some of the fantastic initiatives and actions being taken by the innovators in our region. If you haven't already, have a listen to our previous episodes. We've had some great thought leaders like marine biologist Dr. Reem Al-Mu'alla, plant scientist Dr. Mark Tester, Chef Sahar Al-Awadi and many, many more. One Action is brought to you by PepsiCo and is hosted by me, Rona Halabi. This episode was produced by Murad Ben Ayed, May Barber, Maria Bari and Shirak Desai with support from Natalie Hatoum. We will be back soon.